The Razor Show is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts because Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers. They're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. With the Patriots coming up with home games against the Chiefs and the Bills, this is one heck of a time to introduce yourself to the Game Time app because these two games are probably going to decide uh, where the Patriots are going to be playing in the playoffs. And the Game Time app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Download the Game Time app in Google Play or the App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. Welcome to the Razor Show with the Athletics' Nick Underhill and Jeff Powell, plus three-time Super Bowl champion Matt Chatham. What's up, everybody? This is the Razor Show, Jeff and Nick, midweek edition, and the Patriots coming off a loss. You know that already. They're coming up into a game against the Chiefs. You knew that already. You probably had this one on your calendar since April or whenever the NFL announced its announcement to announce the schedule. Uh, so, Nick, what do you want to talk about? What do you want to start with? You want to start with the offense? You just want to get right into the bad stuff? Let's just get right into it. Right into the bad stuff. Uh, look, let's just, uh, you know, the, the the panic index or however you want to put it, just, you know, scale of 1 to 10, 10 being, you know, they're screwed, 1 being they'll figure it out. Like, where do you fall on the uh, the level of, of panic? Uh, still in the middle there. I don't tend to panic. And actually, I spoke with uh, a former Patriots assistant coach earlier uh, just about another story that I have. So I can't I can't say who his name was. It was on the record, but I don't want to blow the story that I have coming later in the week because it's going to be awesome. And, and he was saying, look, I mean, with the way that they play, uh, the Patriots have everybody right where they want them. I mean, they're just, they're used to getting doubted and discounted and you know, they're done and they're screwed and everything sucks. And, and then all of a sudden they'll, they'll turn it on like they always do. So uh, that's a it's you know, we're used to this. And every year you find yourself in the same cycle. It's like, all right, well, do you bank on the past because it's so proven and so consistent? Or do you just put yourself in a vacuum and what you have seen most recently and say the past doesn't matter? Um and it's it's hard because you know they, they, some of the struggles that they've had have been so consistent this season. Is it blind faith to look at the past and past teams and say that everything is going to work out because it has, or is it, uh, or, or do you have to be realistic and say that what we have seen over the last month or really for a good chunk of the season uh, is going to continue? And that's always the, the the big dilemma or the debate or the question mark, and. I think you have to hold both factors in play. I mean, there are some situations that are that have been an issue, but let's not pretend that things can't correct themselves. I mean, the offensive line has been in rough shape for a, a while, and they had their worst game of the season against the Texans. I mean, they allow, I had 19 disruptions allowed against the offensive line, which was uh, five more than any other game this season. That's a significant amount. But their two tackles were sick, and they lost their second string center and, and brought in James Ferentz the second snap or the second series of the second half. And, you know, again, the tackles aren't going to be sick the rest of the season. And Ted Karras is going to come back. And, you know, David Andrews is not, but Karras has been largely good, especially, I think, as a pass protector, in my opinion. And so it's like, 
you know, some of these things are going to write themselves. Mohamed Sanu's ankle shouldn't be a problem the rest, you know, for the entire duration of the rest of the season. So we've seen what Philip Dorsett is capable of. I know the numbers haven't been as strong this season, but, you know, I, I think there's a track record if they move him around or maybe a little more to the right side of the offense that maybe you can get him going a little more. So I don't know. I, I think that was a hopefully not a word salad on my part. But uh, Nick, why don't you have a have a crack at this thing? Yeah, I'm bored of hearing what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it again, even though I've said it a million times on here, in print, anywhere they ask me about this team. And, you know, the thing I keep saying is that, yeah, it's December, but the other thing to remember is a lot of these guys are just in the front end of getting into this offense. Sanu was relatively new, and then, like you said, he had the ankle injury after hitting for, I think it was 81 yards, and it looked promising, and then, you know, that dissipates. Uh, Nikhil Harry, third game. Um, you know, some of the stuff with him, I, I will say, is a little bit concerning in terms of just faith building. And I don't want to, you know, get into this big narrative or whatever, but drop passes two weeks ago, getting bullied off a slant this week. You know, that's not the greatest way in the world to endear yourself to the greatest super, the greatest quarterback of all time, a six time champion, a guy that, you know, generally has a short amount of tolerance for mistakes by players but you know maybe the good thing for Harry is that the lack of options in the offense are limited and they're going to keep rolling them out there and I think you know eventually they will figure out a way to get him going left tackles new uh you know so yeah I mean the last game was on December 1st and that's pretty late in the season to be talking about chemistry issues and figuring out where it's going to go from here but I just don't think that this is a typical season and you know, if it was and if everybody was around and, you know, Jacoby Myers not being on the same page as Brady looks a little bit different than, you know, somebody else not being on the same page as Brady because they've had, you know, 12 games together. But, you know, Harry hasn't. So it's just a, a matter of, I, I think, letting it go a few more weeks. And I think in a few more weeks, then if you have a game where, you know, Brady's throwing the ball down the field and you got Edelman running to the post and Dorsett hitting a curl and the ball going to the, for a corner out and falling between the two guys and you don't know who it's going to, you know, I think that's a little bit more concerning. If, if you have Myers coming back and Brady's guy on the ball up the sideline, you know, once you get on the other side of this Chiefs game, I think it's a little bit more concerning. But I, I just, I don't know. I, I just found myself having trouble looking at the calendar and, and thinking that they're completely screwed that it's this late in the season and they haven't figured it out just because all these pieces are still new. So it, it, it's a very, it's a very very weird season to evaluate, I think, just because the level of disarray start to finish. And, you know, I also think there's another conversation just about them parting ways with so many guys and in, in the offense, you know, being weak. And I think it's justifiable on a lot of fronts, the guys they got rid of. You know, Antonio Brown obviously can't be here, but Demarius Thomas going's, you know, a little bit weird in hindsight. Uh, you know, I'm sure there were good reasons for Josh Gordon, but – still having him would, would maybe help this offense a little bit. The Ben Watson one is, is probably the weirdest transaction of the year, but I mean, look, they got a few games to figure it out. And like I said, I just think that, that we got to maybe pause the, the, you know, the panic button for now, give it a couple of weeks. If it still looks like this, then, then I think it is, uh, you know, time to just kind of be like, you know, or is it actually good enough? Can they get it done? But I'm, I'm just not ready to, to, you know, freak out quite yet. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy that this is the worst 10-2 and two team in NFL history. It's and Before they were 10-2, and two, they were the worst 10-1 and one team in NFL history. And this isn't just like, you know, hot take artists in the media 
who are, you know, blowing this up on the national shows and, and getting undue attention, you know, I see this on Twitter. Like, they kicked a field goal to open the game against the Texans, and I had fans in my Twitter mentions being like, this team sucks, the offense sucks, put in Stidham, McDaniels should get fired, everybody sucks. And it's like, I mean, there's just such a selective memory of, of everything that goes on. And, you know, pump the brakes. Like, they, they usually figure these things out. And I think... You know, another philosophical debate or like a, a big picture type of situation is, you know, you mentioned the last game was December 1st and they still do have a month. So a lot of things can happen in a month. And I know it's a short amount of time in one sense, but in another, it's it's still a lot of time because, you know, you get a month and then assuming the Patriots play like the Patriots, they're going to get more than a month because they're going to get that bye week in the first week of January before their divisional round game. But what I'm getting to is, you know, what they look like now is almost certainly not how they're going to look in the playoffs. And that's what they gear up for. I mean, this is every season they have. I think it's I get a kick out of it every year around this time when it's like, oh, the Patriots are so close to clinching a playoff berth. Or it's like the Patriots can clinch a playoff berth. Like, who the F cares? <laughs> the Patriots woke up in April and clinched a playoff berth. It's not about that. It's about making sure that you're ready for the playoffs. So I think there's a balance right now, even still, I mean, this is something we talked about back in like early October. There's a balance of making sure that you find the things that you're good at, especially offensively right now, and trying to figure out how you can use that formula or extrapolate those things and use that formula in the playoffs. And, you know, last year it came through the running game. This year, who knows how it's going to come. But, like, you know, there are some things that they're probably still working out, or obviously they're still working out in December. And, you know, some of that might be, it could be as much as, like, 50% of the stuff that they're throwing out there against the Chiefs or the Bengals or the Bills or the Dolphins, that they might just say, you know what, screw it. This is hanging out in the cutting room floor in January. Uh, but they still need to figure out if they can get better at that stuff. You know, you're probably going to see some mistakes happen in games that they're saying, all right, we got to try this just to see if we can take it from the practice field to the game field. And if it doesn't work and it continues to not work, then you just discard it and you say, you know, the hell with that stuff. And then again, you just build on what you do well and kind of branch out from there. And I don't know, maybe that's a vague or generalized way of looking at things, but, you know, there's a lot going on there. And then, you know, I think I want to get into... uh just how, how uh, fun I think the next month is going to be because you get the Chiefs and you get the Bills. And then going into January, I mean, I think the AFC fields, you know, we, we tend, we in the media tend to give the time, you know, right off usually like seeds four through six in the AFC playoff fields. This year, the four division winners are going to be really, really good teams. I mean, you're talking about AFC championship contenders and then the bills is the fifth seed assuming the patriots again finish out like the patriots and that's a legitimately good team too so uh, this is going to be as, as fun of a december and january as maybe we've seen in a while just because of how open everything kind of looks what i'm about to say like i fear is going to like be played on like some weird documentary made about this team like a really low budget documentary because they're digging off our podcast like you know they, they couldn't afford the rights to something better or something <laughs> but like I don't want to just like completely whistle past the offense though, because like I, I don't disagree with what you're saying about them trying to find out, you know, what they're good at and what they aren't. The problem for me is like I don't know what they're good at on offense right now. Like I'm not sure I can name a whole lot of things besides throwing the ball to Julian Edelman. And I do think that's concerning. 
you know, like I said, it's, it's on pause a little bit, but like, I, I think you're starting to like, got to start looking at it a little bit. Like, okay, something needs to happen fast because the clock is ticking. And I don't know, man, like they go into this game against Kansas city. And if they got to score, you know, they're going to have to score some points to win the game. And like, like we're kind of at a point where I don't know if that blind confidence is there the same way it would have been if they were playing this team a month ago. I don't know. Like these last few weeks have kind of made me start looking at the team a little bit more critically than, than I was a month ago. It felt like, you know, everything's going to work out. And I still believe that they're going to find enough to do what they want to do. I'm just not nearly as confident about that happening at this point. Yeah, I mean, there's that's fair. And I, I don't know if you'd find anybody who was overly confident with the Patriots last year after the way they lost in Miami and failed to even show up in Pittsburgh, and especially offensively. I mean, their defense played a good game in Pittsburgh, but the offense had a donut. And it was like, <coughs> oh, it's like, <coughs> I swallowed a bug here. I don't know what the hell's going on here. Um, <coughs> <laughs> Uh, don't even edit that out. This is some real people stuff going on right here. I mean, we're we're really struggling. Um, <laughs> that was all right. I'm being attacked. Um, it, talk about internal tor- turmoil. But like last year, we're looking at their final two games against AFC East teams, and it was yeah, they won those games. But it was like they're going into the playoffs, and it's like, did you win those two AFC East games in week 16 and 17? Because the opponents sucked or did you do it because you had figured something out and you know, the Patriots don't have the same luxury. I mean, week 15, they're playing the Bengals who are probably gonna have the first pick in the draft. And then week 17, you're going to get the dolphins who I don't care how competitive they've been the last month. Every time a team from Miami comes to new England in week 17 and doesn't have a playoff berth on the line, uh, they look like, you know, (laughs) they look like a team that's about to go on vacation. So yeah, they're going to have a couple chances to, uh, you know, storm past some bad teams. And then they're going to have two very competitive games against the Chiefs and Bills, or at least we assume. Uh, So again, yeah, depending on how they look against the Chiefs and Bills, I think that's going to shape how confident we are in the Patriots and going out and taking care of business, at least in the divisional round of the playoffs before. But again, you know what? The divisional round, it could be a rematch with Houston or even Kansas City. And actually, the way it's shaping up, I mean, that's what it's going to look like. You're no longer looking at getting Tim Tebow or the Titans or a Colts team that you historically just run through. So uh, that's a, I think that's why, uh, again, I'm pretty excited about the next month or two because you're going to see some really good competition. And you don't always get that this time of year with the Patriots. Yeah, it's kind of been a weird season. The the way it's set up is, you know, everybody talked about the schedule, but the way the schedule was, it was real. And I feel like we found out a lot more about this team recently than we did earlier in the season when they were just kind of, you know, making people see ghosts or whatever. But uh, looking ahead to the Kansas City game, um, you know, you, you've seen them play this team before. And I'm just kind of curious on your take. Do you think they, they stick with what they did last year defensively? Who, who do you think, you know, how, how would you defend them? And, and what do you think they're going to do against, you know, Kelsey and Hill and, and some of those other guys? Yeah, it's going to be interesting because in the past, they've really liked to use Patrick Chung on Kelsey. But and Tyreek Hill has given Gilmore problems at times. So last year, this was really where the rise of John Jones started when he lined up over 
And he got a lot of help from Devin McCourty. But he lined up over Tyreek Hill and even Keon Crossan because John Jones got a little banged up in that game. Keon Crossan played really well. But that was, you know, Devin McCourty played outstanding over Tyreek Hill. And then it continued into the Super Bowl against Robert Woods uh, with John Jones. And we've seen how good he's been so far this season last week, notwithstanding on, you know, a couple uh, tough stretch there in the second half. So I, I think you could see that. But seeing Gilmore against Zach Ertz and then against, you know, Travis Kelsey, who is a comparable player because Travis Kelsey is never going to block anybody. So you don't have to worry about that. And I actually, I got a kick out of Belichick's comments about Kelsey. I mean, I, I, I'm not one to kind of like read into stuff like this and then, you know, blow it up. But Belichick saying that, you know, it doesn't matter what you call him a wide receiver, a tight end. He's, you know, he's just great, which is true. I mean, when you put him out there as a pass catcher, I'll just call him a pass catcher. He's outstanding. No doubt about that. But I thought like later Belichick was like, yeah, he's just a great receiver. And I, I don't know. I, I, I got a kick out of that because it was almost a shot at him because privately I've heard over the years, people just kind of shrugging off the, or laughing off the fact that Kelsey's called a tight end because he kind of just, he doesn't handle the blocking aspect of that position, which, you know, it's kind of a two phase type of position. Anyway, uh, I think that is, you know, that's going to be a huge test and, you know, Mahomes has been banged up this season, which is why the numbers are down. The running game, I don't think, is as good as it was a season ago. But, you know, this is still an offense that historically, especially over the half decade, last half decade, the Andy Reid offense and members of his coaching lineage have had some success against the Patriots defense. Now, the Patriots defense did a really good job against Philly, which is a very similar offensive system, or the same offensive system. You know, I know they were banged up, but... You know, that's that's going to be fascinating. And then the other side of the ball, I mean, it's easier said than done, but you got to devote a lot of resources to Chris Jones, especially if you've got James Ferentz starting at center. But the rest of that defense isn't as talented as they were a year ago, in my opinion. And I know we said the same thing going into the Texans game against about their defense, and the, we saw what the offense looked like. But, you know what, maybe playing at home, maybe getting your tackles healthy, you know, maybe Sanu a week healthier – uh, is is going to help some things. I don't know. Maybe it's too simple. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a fun matchup because when these two teams played last the last couple of years, or, but really since Mahomes took over, it's been it's been awesome stuff. Yeah, I mean, the offense can't get much worse, so it's it's got to get better just people settling in and, and getting healthier. Uh, you know, it's funny on Kelsey, too. That's one of the guys that, you know, Gilmore has taken some subtle little low-key shots at. Um you know, after the Philly game, he was talking about how Ertz likes to push off. And then, you know, he, he made a comment about how Kelsey pushes off more than, than anybody to get open. And, uh, you know, maybe that that's kind of the way that they view him organizationally is just kind of, you know, a little bit differently than your, uh, I don't know, standard tight end, the, the tough guy, whatever. You know, the guy, that, the guy that kind of, you know, can bully people to get open, block a little bit. So, Top to bottom, it's just kind of interesting to hear you say that about him just because, you know, that kind of seems to be what they think about him too, you know, in the locker room. So it would be interesting to see those two kind of go head up a little bit too. I, I think Gilmore could probably do a pretty good job on him if, if he did match up with him at all. You know, they did a really good job on Ertz at times. You know, he got some of his yards, but I think situationally where they needed to step up on him, they did do a good job. You know, I don't want to like blow it up like they, they shut him down because they, they definitely did not shut him down in that game. But they, they did a good enough job. And I think that can be replicated there. So, you know, 
Hill's going to give everybody issues. You know, Belichick said today, you know, he, he just threw it back at somebody. He was like, hey, like, is there anybody that doesn't think he's the fastest guy in the NFL? And, you know, obviously he is. He, he's an explosive guy and not a huge surprise that, like, that would be the one guy that would kind of be the kryptonite of Gilmore because, you know, he's he's kind of, you know, a, a bigger guy. He's, he's physical, you know, and if Hill gets a step on him, you know, being a bigger guy, that's a little bit further for his hips to turn. So, I mean, that's not a huge surprise that there's maybe one guy and it's like the biggest freak in the league that would be able to beat him. So I would probably anticipate like what you said, you know, uh, John Jones, McCourty over top. That, that seems to be the most logical way to go about it and to prevent maybe some of those explosive plays. But, you know, I think Kansas City is going to move the ball. They're going to score their points. The game being here in the weather, you know, maybe that that helps a little bit. Like you said, it definitely can't hurt. So, uh, you know, I, I just think, you know, the way it lines up all together, this is probably, I don't know, and you can disagree with this, but I, I do think it is probably one of the bigger tests of the season just because I think it's going to be the game where, you know, your defense and, and the offense are going to kind of be in that race. You know, if the defense can keep it around 23 points, I think they're okay. If it gets over 23 points, you know, we're going to find out if the offense has what it takes to get there. And at some point, they need to prove that they can step up and win that kind of game. And that kind of seems silly speaking on a team that that's had as much success as the Patriots, but like this addition of the team, I just feel like they need to do it once so that they can look at each other when times get tough, maybe in the playoffs and be like, Hey, look, like we came back from this once we can do it with what's here. Like let's go and get it. And maybe this is the game where that has to happen. Well, you mentioned the, like the weather is not going to be a factor because last year the AFC Championship was in Kansas City and it was Arctic. I mean, the game was, I think, literally played on the North Pole. Uh, that's where Arrowhead was I'll relocated. Take the I wore long johns just to sit in the press box. And I bought, I went to North Face before the game just to buy gloves. And, you know, we're talking about a controlled environment indoors. And you know what? The Patriots shut them out in the first half, but then the Chiefs came back and scored, what was it, 31 or something in the second half before the Patriots won in overtime in one of the great games you'll ever see. Uh, but uh, it was, you know, it's it's tough to keep that team, that offense in check. And, you know, having McCole Hardman is another burner who's, you know, you're going to have to account for him. And then you look at the the man versus zone conundrum because the Patriots have shifted to more zone concepts against these mobile quarterbacks because you don't want to get caught in a man situation. I mean, again, I, I thought it was a good uh, comparison the other day. Tom Brady saw uh, a man coverage that vacated the entire side of the field and got to run for 13 yards. You know, that's why <laughs> Tom Brady, you know, the least mobile quarterback in NFL history. That's why, you know, you see the Patriots play some of these zone concepts but that's also been kind of a bugaboo for the Patriots defense against Tyreek Hill uh, because they run a lot of really solid zone beaters, especially over the top with Hill. And then you could probably see some of that stuff with Hardman too, uh, assuming he has a fairly prominent role in the game. So yeah, it's going to be really interesting, really fascinating stuff. Um, I, th another funny, you know, you were mentioning the, the low budget documentary, uh, which sounds more like a you problem than anything. But it was uh, the 2009 do your job thing or whenever it came out, when they profiled Belichick in the 2009 season, they were uh, there was 
uh, conversation Belichick was having, and he was he was just kind of crapping on the media. He was like, oh, it's you know they're going to talk about Josh McDaniels, Josh McDaniels, Josh McDaniels. Oh, was, the whole storyline is going to be Josh McDaniels. And then it immediately cuts to me in my first season on the beat asking a press conference, hey, what's it going to be like competing against Josh McDaniels? So, yeah, you never know when your voice is going to be used uh, to mock on, you know, documented videos. Did they, get your, uh, did they get your spiked hair? Did they get your spiked hair in the documentary? I, I would. You were rocking I mean, some heavy spikes They didn't get it in the there. documentary. They, they at least got it in the, the Shane Graham photo. So, um, <laughs> although that was 2010, wasn't it? Whatever it was. When it's I looked like I was 14 still there, years man. old. They were. They were. <laughs> Yep. All right. Uh, it was a good pr- luck. Predictions and get out of here. Who, who, who do you got this week? Uh, this is a weird one because this time last week I thought the Patriots could beat the Texans. And then I, closer to kickoff, I had a pretty strong feeling the Texans were going to win that game. Right now I kind of feel like the Patriots are going to be able to solve some stuff. Just being at home, healthier. You know, the flu, we can't, you know, this is not like a, an excuse here. The flu was a legitimate problem for them last week. So I think assuming that that doesn't resurface or kind of snowball later in the week here, I think you're going to have a healthier team. And, you know, look, the Chiefs have their attention. They've had their attention for a long time. And they need to they need to play well in this type of environment. They know it. You know, this is a team that loves the criticism. They love the bulletin board material. So far, their two worst games have been on national television against two AFC contenders they can't go 0-3 in those games. So I just think all of those factors are going to contribute to a Patriots win. I can see it being 24-20 to 20 or, you know, a real close uh, regular season type of classic. Can I go push? No. That's not a prediction. They're not going to tie. I, I, I feel... If you I, predict I a tie feel... and they tie, then, like, <laughs> we can, like, really put something on the line here. But if you're going to call for a tie and they don't... Like, you're going to need to do something absurd to, like, live up your end of a lost bet. I I, I don't want to pick either team. I mean, honestly, like, I, I could see it going either way. But I So I'll go Vegas here just because it's a home game and take the Patriots. But I think if it was on on the road, I, I, I would take the Chiefs. I think it's that close. Uh, I'm going to go. I would do the same. 27-24, I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't like where the Patriots are at, but the Patriots and, and Gillette is just – you know, there's something there. So I'm just going to default to that and kind of weasel my way out of making a pick. But I, I really do think it's it's that close of a game. And like you said, I think they know that they got to execute. And when this team, when they got a little something there, something to, f- to fuel off of, all, all that stuff is true. Um, you got DeAndre Hopkins putting pictures on Twitter of him, like stepping over Gilmore, like he got more than 30 yards against them in coverage or whatever it was. So I mean, let's let's all relax a little bit here. You know, you you didn't you had a decent game, DeAndre. Like, chill. But I mean, like they, they're going to see all that stuff and, and, and feed off it, and you know, it, it is what it is. So, side with them. Don't feel great about it, but I mean, it's just what you got to do with a with a July game. Hey, part of the impetus of this, the name of the show was you know, Laser Show Relax. So I guess this is our this is ah. our first real edition of Razor Show Relax. So. We'll let you, we'll take you into the weekend with that. Uh, Don't forget to play this three, four more times. Play it for your friends and family. Save it for Christmas. Uh, It's the, you know, set it to some holiday music and get real festive with some eggnog. Cozy up by the fire. Listen to all these Razor Show podcasts. Uh, Jeff and Nick edition. We'll see you guys next week.